Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TES International Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Worth. In this episode, we're talking to Ian Thurston, the head of secondary at Darul Mafara School in Dubai, to discuss a fascinating project whereby the school has made almost all homework optional. We discuss why such a bold move was made, how it was implemented, and what the reaction was like from staff, parents, and pupils. Hi there, Ian. Thanks so much for taking part in the latest TES International podcast. And um, I suppose to start with, it might be good just to get an introduction about you, your role, perhaps a little bit on your background in the international teaching sector. Sure, no problem. My name's uh, Ian Thurston. I'm head of secondary at Dara Marifa School. It's uh, an IB continuum school out in Dubai in the UAE. Uh, I've been in Dubai for 13 years now, originally from the UK, from the London area, but I um, actually taught up in Rotherham and Doncaster for a few years before moving out here. Okay, well, that's, that's a great sort of uh, journey from, from a you know, part of the UK to somewhere very different, I imagine. Yeah, very different. I always remember saying that uh, my, my job changed quite dramatically from uh, being a bit of a circus ringleader to being a maths teacher. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I suppose um, this idea of dramatic changes is perhaps, perhaps a good starting point because obviously we're going to talk a little bit about how you've instigated or started on the journey of instigating a very sort of different take on, well, what, what we might call homework, but I gather you call home learning. I mean, do you want us to again, put that in context of what, why do you call it home learning? What have you sort of, what kind of was the rationale for this change in terminology? Yeah, sure. I think, um, you know, it's been quite a long process. And, and for me personally, I always look at things and go, well, well why do we do this? Um, and the answer, we always have done it this way, has never been good enough for me. So I, I try and get down to a, a core objective. What do we want to achieve um, and how are we going to achieve it? So traditionally, I've always called it homework. I think our school always called it homework. But through the process, one of the things we identified was that we wanted it to be more about the student taking ownership and accountability for their own learning rather than it it being a, um, a piece of work that teachers give. Um, so we're trying to move students from being dependent on, on what the teachers are doing to being very much more independent and looking at you know, a wide variety of learning opportunities, not just academic opportunities and, and subject-based opportunities, but how can students learn in, in all of their settings? And I mean, there are some good examples of what that means and in reality, like a practical thing, which is takes it beyond the idea of homework, which is, you know, do task three in, in the book, but something that goes deeper into what you're talking about there. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we still have academic um, home home projects and things like that for uh, each individual subject, but we, we've tried to combine it with well-being as well. So it could be, for instance, one example was um, cook a, a healthy balanced meal for your family and, and all sit down to dinner and just talk as a family. It could be um, do something that you've never done before. So some, some students turned around and said, well, I've never climbed a tree. Let's learn how to do that. Um, and, you know, like, like I said, I, I think what we realized was that students have quite a long day at school, especially in international schools. You know, the, the learning starts at eight o'clock. It goes on till about three o'clock. Um, they have a lot of academic time and we want them to to get balanced. We want them to to learn in different ways and we want them to have time to be able to look into areas that, that they are particularly interested in rather than it all being directed by the teacher. Mm. And, and when you were sort of setting well, that, that, the growth of that kind of idea of what they can do, what homework, what home learning is, again, was that, was that a sort of real 
shift in culture in the school and in what the teachers were used to asking their children to do? I mean, again, was that, was that simple? When did that sort of start and how did it, how did it go? No, it, it certainly wasn't simple. It was seen as being, um, you know, completely out of left field. The immediate reaction, I think, from everybody, whether it was uh, teachers, um, even our own board, when I had to discuss it with them, and parents, they automatically went, well, you know, wh why? This is all very, very different. But um, again, we go, I go back to that question of, of why do we do something what do we want to achieve um, it all started really in term one because we identified that there was a big problem everybody seemed to be complaining about the homework that was taking place some parents said there was too much homework uh, children were getting stressed some parents said there's not enough homework uh, my children aren't making the right progress um, staff were complaining you know traditionally you have a homework timetable so I have to set my maths homework on a Monday some teachers were saying, well, that doesn't fit where I am with the learning. You know, I don't want to set it on a Monday. I don't want to have to give homework for the sake of giving homework. Um, it was taking valuable time away from, you know, planning outstanding lessons and, and things like that. So we, we looked at it and said, well, why, why are we doing this traditional model just because it has been done this way? That's not a good enough answer. Um, and, and tried to really strip it back to what are the specific problems? Um, look into research. You know, every, every school improvement that I, I want to see happen in my schools always has to be research backed. Um, so, so we looked into a lot of the research around homework, um, which, which varied and was very interesting in, in itself. You know, it, it most research will say yes homework adds value schools who, who give homework students do better but when you actually dive into it there's there's a lot of underlying inconsistencies within the research you know um, the age of the student depends and that there's quite a lot of evidence that yes homework works well for the older students but less so for younger students um, there's increasing evidence that homework actually adds to stress not only for the students but for the families as well and, and demotivates so there's 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 a lot of um, inconsistencies with the the generic um, opinion about homework necessarily being good okay that's really interesting and I suppose the fact you used research obviously gave you a, a good sort of starting point to then sort of take your ideas forward because you were showing it was sort of based in you know like you said research and sort of it wasn't just a sort of a glib sort of oh let's do something completely different from the hell of it it was yeah. thought out but what what actually did you then come to do I mean you know we did you have you done away with homework altogether have you sort of rethought what it means as you know again this use of the term home learning I mean what are teachers now not saying any homework what, what actually did you what changes did you actually put in place yeah sure I think I think it's important that you know initially when we said right we're going to make homework optional the most people thought oh that there's going to be no homework no one's going to do any homework um, we still very much believe in the value of homework um, or home learning um, we still set home learning for all of our subjects, um, but the, the big change is that we we haven't made it compulsory. Um, it, there are areas that we've said yes, you have to do. A big part of it is is reading. Um, we we want our students to read more. Um, we we buy into a software program, and and again, analysis of that showed that approximately. Only 20% of students were, were using it. So we're paying this money and it's it's having very little impact. So the question and, and part of our consultation process, which started with staff, was, you know, do we think this is a worthwhile program? The answer was yes. Well, okay, then the way we're using it is not appropriate. How are we going to improve this? So 
the idea was to make reading compulsory um, every evening. Now we're a bilingual school, so students will study in English and in Arabic. Um, so we said, okay, we want students to be reading three nights a week in English and three nights a week in Arabic. And I literally said, right, let's let's make some black and white rules on this. How long are we going to be reading? And again, you know, it, it came out that people wanted to have a, a, a staggered um, time limit so much so that the younger students maybe will be reading 10 minutes a night. And as, as they get older, the expectation is that they'll be doing 30 minutes a night. Um, again, you know, we turned around and said, well, okay, if we're going to be asking students to do this, we've already got some people saying they can't cope with the work that they've got. Um, so we said we need to move something out of the way and, and by making it optional we're hoping that um, we're going to be able to please all stakeholders you know those parents who complained that there was too much can then decide what homework is relevant for their children um, some weeks you know it might be suitable some weeks it's not I know as a father myself you know sometimes I've written a note to, to my children's teachers saying they haven't done their homework this week, they were too tired. Um, and that's a judgment call that I make as a parent, that actually my, my child is better served getting a good night's sleep, going into school, being more productive during those school hours than staying up and doing uh, a 20, 30 minute piece of work, you know, that I don't think they're gonna take too much in because they're tired. So we're trying to really involve the whole community. We also looked at the homework tasks uh, because again, there was this fear, well, if we make it optional, no one's going to do it. Um, so we got around to the discussion about, well, you know, we want to make learning relevant. We want to make learning fun. We want things, um, homework to be something that students want to do. Um, if, if you set a piece of homework, Dan, and you get 100% submittal, and I set a bit of homework and get 10%, I have to reflect on my homework. Um, why was nobody doing it? Was it that it wasn't a particularly interesting task? Mm -hmm. Again, looking at the research, it, it, you know, often it says um, homework for homework's sake uh, doesn't add much value, whereas perhaps projects, when they're um, suitably timed, do add value, and then students get much more involved in it. So we've sort of taken the shackles off teachers and said, we well, don't have to set homework by a timetable. You set it when you think it is suitable. Um, you can set projects. They don't have to be just a, a 10, 15 minute task. We are providing extra work for every unit that we teach for every single subject so that if parents and students feel, do you know what, I think I need to improve a little bit in this, um, then all of the resources are there for them. As teachers, we still check progress of students and, and are you know, speaking individually with, with parents and students and saying, look, we, we think you do need to improve a little bit more. And although, yeah, all this work is optional, we've noticed that you, you've, you, you, know, you need to develop your skills in maybe fractions. So here's extra work for, to be doing with fractions that, that you can do. And we can really focus then on those key areas for development. So, so what you're saying is that it became, homework became optional in almost all subject areas apart from reading and was there any other areas where you, you, you did keep it as compulsory? Yeah, so we, we kept maths in there as well. Um, again, there was a, a, a general feeling that reading and maths would have an impact across 
um, multiple subjects. Um, like I said, with, with our uh, particular student cohort, um, we, we had identified that the language comprehension was a little bit low. Um, within the maths and science skills as well, we, we thought the core mathematical skills needed improving. So, you know, generally everybody was on board. Yes, yeah, some of the subjects, um, you know, like the art and the music, who always feel like um, they're sidelined, felt like, well, you know, our students going to stop doing our homework um, we've actually found since we've introduced it there's been very little change in the amount of homework that has been submitted um, and the the artwork that, that has been coming in has been absolutely fantastic and they've thought a little bit more deeply about the projects and the work that they're setting um, so that it is interesting so that it is relevant so that students want to do it mm. and and one of the great things I think that, that's coming from this is we're starting to see students motivated to to learn for themselves um, rather than doing it because they feel as though oh, well, I'll, I'll get told off um, and all the negativity that around homework that we we felt that there was in term one seems to be lifting um, you know like I said we, we've been very clear as a school we still value it we still encourage home learning we want students to be doing more at home um, but rather than going down the traditional path of well I'm going to give you a detention because you didn't do your homework we tried to flip it and say do you know what we are going to reward you for doing your homework so as part of our rewards policy students get um, points for submitting their work uh, on time um, we also have seen that students start to understand that a deadline actually is a deadline. You know, none of this, um, oh, you know, I forgot, can I hand it in tomorrow? Well, actually, no. Um, and this is something that certainly higher up students have to learn when they go to university. You miss a deadline, you fail it, you get a zero. So we're starting to train students up um, that if this work means something to you, hand it in on time, give the teacher the time to provide the feedback. Um, again, one of the most important things that, that we found from the research was, uh, you know, the, the bigger impact actually comes from the teacher feedback rather than necessarily the child trying to do the work because sometimes they don't know what they're doing. They, they rush it five minutes beforehand, you know, so actually the, um, we wanted to give teachers time to provide high quality feedback um, you know, rather than focusing just on creating a, a homework task for the sake of it. I suppose it's interesting because you said at the start, obviously there was this negativity around homework and people complained. And I, I suspect there, are, there will be teachers listening and who know pupils, you know, and, and parents and other teachers who complain about homework. But to hear about a school that actually heard that criticism and thought, OK, well, we'll completely change how we do homework will be quite sort of surprising. But I guess it wasn't quite as sort of simple as going, oh, OK, we'll change it. And, you, and you've sort of touched on this. But I'm just thinking... For example, if you have English and, and maths as compulsory, but other subjects are theoretically not compulsory, and that means students have the choice and teachers are sort of, was there an ever issue or did you have to sort of bridge a conversation between around teachers in other subjects to sort of smooth over this idea that they were sort of somehow now second tier subjects if their homework was not compulsory? Or again, did it, was it more of a, did you try and flip that to them and make them see that as like, well, it's up to you to set homework they want to do? Again, how did that conversation play out? Yeah, I think, again, you know, the initial reaction is, oh, you don't value my subject if my subject's not compulsory, like, um, you know, the reading and the maths. And I need to stress it's reading English and Arabic, actually, not just the English. That, um, but again, by involving staff, so we, we got a working party together, everybody was involved in the research. 
and everybody you know found out for themselves well actually reading does impact on all of the subjects it's not just the english and arabic that are going to improve um maths even has a you know improvement that it can make within art there's there's actually quite a lot of links between maths and art and and symmetry and, and angles and things like this so you know once teachers started to see that actually the, these are the core foundations that students need for a number of different subjects you know even whether it's business or, or something like that well okay you need your maths you need your written skills you need your comprehension skills so I, I think they started to recognize that. Um, yeah, early on, there were fears that, okay, this is an optional homework, no one's going to submit it. But that didn't happen. Um, communication was really, really important. So we have had to work hard on why we're doing this. Um, you know, that, that we still want students to be um, doing this work. But every child is, is different, and, and as, as educators, we know that we have to differentiate in the classroom. Uh, there's loads of work that goes on in that in schools, and, and I'm a firm believer that we actually have to differentiate outside the classroom as well. And as teachers, we don't necessarily know what happens at home um, for all of those children. You know, the parents know them better at home. So we have to provide them the opportunities, we have to provide them the guidance, but we also have to allow parents and, and children to make some of their own decisions about what is suitable for them um, with a limited amount of time. You know, for a lot of our kids, they, they, they come to school for seven hours, they might have another hour of traveling, they then go off and do their extracurricular sports and things, whether it's in school, sometimes representing the school in teams, not getting home until six o'clock, having dinner and then having to do another couple of hours homework just is not suitable and, and, and pragmatic. Um, you know, like I said, in international schools, sometimes family members come and visit for a week and actually that child is going to get much more from going to a water park in the evening with their aunts and uncles and cousins than they are sitting down doing a particular homework task. Um, it, it adds to all the well-being. And, and again, I'm a, a firm believer that a, a happy student is um, going to learn much, much better. So it, it's trying to find that balance. And, and we can only do that working as a community. I think lots of people will, will agree and recognize that. But I suppose you sort of touched on it there in a way is that again from a parent point of view again that must have been a conversation you've had to have with certain people who maybe thought well my child does well because they have to do homework and it's sort of required of them and, and I worry that if they have the ability to say I don't want to do it they would they will they will slide from what level they're at and again I'm, I'm sure you sort of obviously would have pre prepared for that and, and thought about that but again did, can you give us some insight on how those conversations actually went you know again it's early days I appreciate in the and what you're seeing but again are you sort of seeing enough evidence to sort of vindicate the sense that actually that won't happen yeah i think one of the things that we did in in terms of the consultation process was survey parents um and i really didn't know what the results were going to show to be perfectly honest with you because sometimes you hear complaints um, but as a leader you have to realize this might be one or two parents you know and the other three or four hundred are perfectly happy um, but the results were really quite clear over over 70 percent of our parents felt that uh, the homework we were setting as a school was having a negative impact on their child's well-being um, there was about 50 to 60 percent of our parents who felt that the homework we were setting was not adding any academic value um, which meant we had to look back at well, okay what are we doing with this homework is, is it suitable so it, it threw up lots and lots of um, conversations mm. yes there are fears that um 
you know, if a child doesn't have to do it, if the teacher's not telling them that they might choose not to. I mean, even my own wife turned around and went, oh God, you know, our kids don't listen to us, but they do listen to their teachers and do what their teacher tell them to do. But for me, it, it was a much wider conversation around um, conversation around education with, with children about saying, you know, why, why are we asking you to do this? Um, if we as educators don't believe it has any value, well, let's stop it altogether. We're not saying that. Um, what we are saying is, you know, th th there is evidence. The more you do of something, the better that you get at it. Um, however, there is also evidence that there's a limit to that. You know, you can't just continually increase the amount of hours. Um, now, some of the students and, and some of the parents were, were, were involved in saying, right, you come home from school and we're going to make you do another five or six hours work. Well, I don't think that's, that's right either. Um, so, yeah, there, there's been some students who have turned around and said, oh, this is great. I don't have to do this. You can't make me. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. We won't. But you know what? In class, um, I'm going to tell the person sat next to you that they've done really well. I'm going to give them loads of praise. I'm going to give them some reward points. Um, they're going to get a certificate um, for the amount of effort that they've put in. Um, they're going to get to stand up in assembly. Um, their parents are going to be invited in and get notes home. And kids very quickly turn around and go, yeah, I want some of that as well. Well, okay, why am I not getting it? Well, you haven't, you didn't do your home learning. You know, you haven't presented anything. You haven't taken part. You haven't participated. Um, and, and then they start to do that. So it's, it's a training process. It's, it's, you know, a lot of conversation, a lot of education about why we're doing this. Um, and, and it needs to be consistent. But, you know, one of the things we were very, very clear about was this has to be rewards based for the behavior that we want to see rather than discipline, disciplining for the behavior that we don't want to see. Mm. And, and, and to sort of close the loop on that then from the teacher point of view, you know, we've talked about the sort of initial concerns and, and how you might have addressed them. But since you then did implement that, have you again, have you seen improvements? Have you seen them feeling more you know, free to set more diverse homework, more interesting homework, more the sense that their feedback is more appreciated by the pupils? Again, what's the, that sort of journey been like so far for the teachers? Yeah, I think um, it's made the teachers think much more deeply about the work that they are setting, um, the, you know, the projects. We've seen more projects coming into play. So um, obviously we've been affected slightly because we've actually been in lockdown since we've implemented this policy. But for maths, for example, um, one of the projects was that they had to investigate the spread of COVID-19 in the US and um, write a report on it um, using all their statistics. And eventually these kids were sending it off to the CDC saying, look at my findings, this is what you have to do. Um, within art, again, uh, you know, they, they, they've, they've thought much more carefully about the projects that they're doing. Um, and we're finding that the home learning process within departments is starting to now be a series of events rather than small snapshots of, you know, here's 20 minutes, um, 20 questions, just get on with that. Um, yeah, there's a time and a place for that. Um, they're also looking carefully about what sort of resources are they giving students right from the beginning. So when we start a new unit, we literally say, here you go, here's a pack of resources, everything that you need to know um, about this unit that's going to be coming up. Some of those students have gone great and started reading ahead and saying, do you know what, I know we haven't done this in class, but I found this um, worksheet and I've had a go. Can you, can you have a look at it for me? Um, we've, we've worked hard with teachers in terms of the feedback that they're offering as well. So whether students do the home learning or not, 
um, we said it's really important that the whole class gets um, generic feedback on what went well, uh, what needs to improve. So even if students aren't doing the, the, the tasks, they're still you know, involved in it as well. Um, yes, if you are a child who hands in your own independent piece of work, then you get specific feedback on your work. But even those students who aren't doing it are getting feedback on, you know, why students did well and what they need to do to, to improve to the next level. Mm. And obviously you touched on sort of lockdown there and so forth. So obviously I guess that slightly has it more massively affected how you were able to implement this and really track it. But, in, but interestingly, you did say that you, it seems like there's enough that you can still look at and, and gauge a response to. Uh, is, that, is that the case that, you know, and you obviously will hope then to continue this come September when hopefully things are a bit more back to normal in school, maybe, that you can continue this and, and keep building up the evidence to sort of show this is working? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, uh, you know, initial findings, it is very early days, but initially we're, we're finding that there's not been a drop off in the amount of students that are, are doing the, the home learning tasks. Um, parents are involved a lot more. And I think, again, research shows parental engagement massively improves student learning. So that's another benefit that's come from it as well. Um, we we uh, use a uh, e-platform where all of the feedback and results um, go live you know w within a couple of days of, of it being handed in so some parents have contacted us well why haven't you provided any feedback and we said well they haven't handed anything in um, and, and the the parents now seem to be looking more into it um, so I think we're getting more value out of it um, what we're doing is that sort of case of less is more if you like um, we're also finding that I think students are having time to investigate areas that they they particularly want to um, so rather than us as a school dictating 12 hours a day what students should be doing is I know my own children um, you know one of the great things from lockdown was that they had less schoolwork so my daughter decided to write a book She's always wanted to do that. My son um, has learned Illustrator and Photoshop. And these are things that wouldn't ne they wouldn't necessarily get the opportunity to do in school. And it's the same thing that we're finding with our students. They're, they're looking into areas that they're interested in because they now have that time. And all of this is fantastic home learning. It's independent learning. It's learning that students are motivated to do. Um, and, and if you look at what universities are crying out for, they're crying out for independent students, students who are going to go out and seek their own opportunities, not just a student who can get an A star in an A level because they've been told what to do and they've memorized everything and put it down. Um, you know, students are going off researching things. Well, all those research skills uh, that are really hard to teach in school they're just innately starting to come out through this change in home learning policy, which is fantastic and, and not something that we'd actually thought about at the time. So, you know, yeah, there, there, there's strengths to it. There's benefits. There's, there's some things that, that aren't quite working and we're having to, you know, try and uh, adapt and, and, and improve on those as you do with anything new. But, but generally, it seems to be a fairly positive start. I was going to ask there as well, you say that there are things that, you know, you know aren't quite working and you have to improve. And I suppose that's the case of anything, though, in, that in, this, in a way, if, if you found that your previous homework setup wasn't really working and it was causing negativity and, and you know, upsetting people or whatever it might be, that moving to a new system doesn't mean you're not going to have issues, but it yeah. means you will still have maybe more positives that mean it's worth fixing rather than, like you say, just persisting with something that wasn't working and hasn't worked for a long time. 
Yeah, like, like I said, for me, I, I look at it and I think, um, you know, time is a very valuable resource. Every single teacher, if you ask them, what do you want more of? They will always say more time, please. So for me, <clears throat> I look at, well, how are we using our time? And, and more importantly, what is the impact on student learning of that um, time that, that staff are investing? Um, and in all honesty, I don't think the we were getting the the, the output um, you know for, for the amount of input that we were putting in so we, we we've tried to free people up um, so that uh, you know they can invest that time in in what we believe are the really important things you know planning the lessons providing the feedback um, and and like I said it early days but positive so far and so how does this work across the different age groups in the school um, again we were sort of led by the research so it, it suggests that um, homework has more impact with the older students than with the younger students so for grades one to eight uh, we we have it most of the homework optional obviously the compulsory is just the reading and the mathematics once we get to grade nine and ten we start to introduce a few more subjects the core subjects so the English Arabic sciences for uh, example and then by the time we get to grade 11 and 12 it is pretty much a free-for-all and um, teachers you know give what students need and like I said that that's what the research suggested and it was what our teachers felt was necessary as well so the higher up we go the more compulsory homework there is but generally lower down we felt optional was a good way to go and I suppose that fits in this idea that younger pupils, it's nicer for them to have a little bit more freedom in their evenings, in their family time. Yeah, I think so. Again, you know, looking at the well-being side of things, we want we want children to be children. We don't want them to be stressed out by schoolwork um, and feel as though that, you know, the school day is, is long enough for them um, so that they've got time to do other things. And, and if you were to give advice then to other people listening and, and watching this and, and you know, I suppose every school culture will slightly dictate what's possible and the culture yeah. of this country and the parents and all that kind of stuff. But but generally speaking, are there any sort of good sort of solid, you know, these these are the three things to, to do at the start or, you know, how do you assess this and take it forward? Because I think there'll be a lot here that people will sort of make them reflect on the fact that you can change homework and you can do it. And actually, yeah, the world doesn't fall in when you do that. I think for me, the biggest thing was, you know, consultation process. So, um, like I said, we'd identified there was a problem uh, and it was trying to understand what what are those concerns really um, from all stakeholders, you know, uh, teachers, we don't know it all. Um, we have to go to the students, we have to go to the parents and ask their opinions. And it became pretty clear that what we were doing wasn't working. Um, next thing for me, like I said, it's always got to be research backed. Um, I don't want to make a change in a school for the sake of it. I don't want to be the person that says, oh, let's just do this because it's new and innovative and you know nobody's ever done it before. Um, so I want to look at research. What is it that, that shows that works very, very well? Um, but also looking at our own community, like you've said, schools, um, parent communities differ massively. I know that I'm sure if I was in um, the, the Far East or Southeast Asia or something, the sort of thoughts around and opinions around homework will be very, very different to the Middle East compared to Europe and maybe the Americas. Um, so it was important to understand what our parent body thought, you know, 
one of the funny things is that when it comes to student recruitment, a lot of parents have come to us and said, we will move our students to your school because of your homework policy, um, because we don't believe that kids should be doing um, homework after school. Mm. Um, there's, there's a real feeling, you know, in, in the Middle East that children need to be children um, and need to have time just to play with their toys and you know that's not just primary school students even like the lower secondary students mm. still need to have time to do that like I said to, to go and uh, out on their bikes with their friends um, so and consult that, with just to answer is that something when you said they've actually had people coming to you and say you know, your ethos and home learning we, we like that that's something is that happening recently you know is it like that the word has spread already that that's what you, you you're doing yeah, I mean, um, like I said, we, we, our, our community is is pretty small and everyone speaks to each other and um, parents will always, you know, the common ground is, is always school within within their children and, and people like to say, oh, our school's great because of this and it's not very good because of that. So word of mouth is is vital um, here in Dubai. Um, and, and again, it wasn't something that we set out to do but people are starting to hear. And, 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 you know, like you've said, what we're doing is, is fairly innovative um, and it is unusual and it does raise eyebrows. So people look at it and go, all right, well, I want to find out a little bit more about this. And, you know, like I said, some parents have turned around and said, yeah, that is exactly what I want for my kids. I want them to go to school. I want them to learn academic subjects. But when they finish that school day, I want them to walk away and I want them to have a life as a child to learn lots of other things. I don't want them to have to worry about homework. I don't want them to be a purely academic learner. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, people are talking about it um, and, and some parents are coming and saying, we want to move here because of your home learning policy. Excellent. Well, I mean, that, that's obviously a really good sort of, you know, outcome of that and sort of proves that it's obviously having a big impact. Do you, I suppose the last question maybe to, to wrap this up is obviously no one quite knows what's going to happen in the future, but you've shown it can, this can work remotely. Have you had the chance to really see if it works when they're in school? And if, they, if you haven't, is that sort of the next big thing to sort of see actually what's the difference if you're in school? Yeah, like I said, we, we, we only really introduced it for term three of the last academic year. Um, we, we were in lockdown at that point, so all, all learning was, was uh, distance learning. So we've not seen it in the school environment yet, um, but I don't see any reason why it shouldn't work. Um, but we will be reviewing it um, very regularly and making sure that we, we're getting things right. Like I said, with anything new that you do, you will never, ever, ever get it 100% right. So there's always going to be things that you can improve on. And, you know, I, I very much like to look at data um, and say, what is the data showing us? Are students um, actually doing the things that we want, we want to do? So, for instance, you know, are, are they um, spending more time on accelerated reader? Uh, when we're testing the reading age of students, are they improving faster now? Um, are our rates of homework submission um, falling? Are they rising in terms of student well-being? Are they reporting that they feel happier now than they did last year? All of these are, are data metrics that we can use to try and um, analyze wh whether it, it's having a positive impact or not. Um, like you said, you don't know what the future is going to hold, um, but, but fingers crossed, we will be creating students who are happier, um, who are more motivated, who are still learning just as much, um, but, but have time to investigate things that, that they're interested in. And, and hopefully our teachers will be 
spending more time um, you know, uh, delivering fantastic lessons, thinking deeply about the, the home learning projects that they're giving and we'll be giving better opportunities um, to our students as well. Mm. Well, that would be certainly really interesting to sort of maybe catch up again in six months time or something when you yeah. have that chance to put it in place in, in school and, and see how it goes. But certainly, you know, as a project that you've instigated and the early sort of learnings you've taken from it and how you, and how you put it into place, really interesting stuff. I think a lot of you know, classroom teachers and, and senior leaders will be interested in, in what you're doing to put it mildly and, and sort of you may well you know thinking about how they could do something similar perhaps or adapt elements of that to take forward but certainly in terms of information shared now thank you very much really interesting stuff that's been my pleasure thanks for your time Dan. Mm-hmm.